0: Hi there, this is Omar Crook, host of Living with a Genius. I want to personally thank you for your financial support. Your donation helps keep this show chugging right along, and I truly couldn't do it without you. As always, thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time. Here's Living with a Genius for March 21st, 2021. On this day in 1621, The last Mayflower passenger came ashore at Plymouth, Massachusetts. The passengers of the Mayflower were comprised of Dutch and English separatists, or saints as they called themselves, the crew, and a group of skilled tradespeople, pejoratively called strangers, which were sent by the Virginia Company, a company created to establish colonies on the coast of North America. In all, there were 30 crew members, and 102 passengers on the 100-foot ship. Finally, on September 6th, the Mayflower departed from Plymouth, England, and headed for America. By the time the Pilgrims had left England, they had already been living on board the ships for nearly a month and a half. The voyage itself across the Atlantic took 66 days, from their departure on September 6th, until Cape Cod was sighted on the 9th of November of 1620. Atlantic storms made the voyage treacherous as towering waves swept a man overboard, and at intervals the wind was so strong that they had to simply drift where the weather took them, as it was unsafe to use the ship's sails. The Pilgrims intended to land in northern Virginia, which at the time included the region as far north as the Hudson River in the modern state of New York. The Hudson River, in fact, was their originally intended destination. As the Mayflower approached land, the crew spotted Cape Cod just as the sun rose on November 9th. The Pilgrims decided to head south to the mouth of the Hudson River in New York, where they intended to make their plantation. However, rough seas forced the landing in Cape Cod, anchoring in what is now Provincetown Harbor. The unauthorized landing and subsequent colonization of land then occupied by the Wampanoag necessitated the Mayflower Compact. Signed by 41 men on board, the document was an agreement to cooperate for the general good of the colony, establishing constitutional law, rule by the majority, and an early template of American democracy. For thousands of years before that, however, the Wampanoag village of Patuxet had flourished on the very same land. At the time, that was a Wampanoag community, says Darius Coombs, who is one of about 25 Wampanoag people who today works at Plymouth's Plantation's Wampanoag home site. We had trade ships coming for 100 years before that, but the ships, the people, didn't stay, so this wasn't our first encounter with outsiders. When settlers arrived in Plymouth, they found cleared fields and fresh water. Contrary to accounts by colonials who claimed the land was unpeopled, which appealed to English tradition, in which lands without clear title were available to the first people to permanently inhabit it. But the Wampanoag had simply moved to their winter homes away from the coast, having buried their food supply in Patuxet to store it. When the early settlers came, it was winter, Coombs said. So, they came after we left the summer homes for the season. They found native burial grounds, which were disturbed, and they dug up our buried food. According to Coombs, the settlers actually were lucky that they had arrived in 1620, instead of five years before that, as a plague, carried by Europeans, spread across New England from 1616 to 18, wiping out as many as 70 to 90 percent of the tribe's population. There were more than 70 Wampanoag communities at one time, he said. The Mayflower changed history for our people. The other side of history is sometimes a hard pill to swallow, but we'd all do well to remember the truths of our past from both sides. Thanks for listening. Be kind, do good work, and until next time.